Trial Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Self-assured getting to the outside. He's going through his gears now. Self-assured. Can go still in front. Self-assured. Grinding away on the outside. Can go self-assured. Bad to the bones. Not done with. Self-assured on the outside of Kango who kicks. Oh, self-assured, I'd say a nose. Self-assured, maybe just a nose over Kango and they were followed bad to the bone. Yeah, he gave punters heart attack last start winning. Uh, self-assured, Chris Barsby is with us. And Chris, he goes around as a shorty in the Auckland Cup uh, on the weekend on Friday night. It's a wonderful program. I know Sunday Sun goes around as well in the Road Cup. Good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. That's going to be a great program coming through on Friday night from the North Island at Auckland. And that feature, the, uh, the two-mile stand start feature, is going to be a ripper. Unfortunately, we won't see self-assured heading our way, but the horse to watch from that race with a viewpoint for the Tab Constellations is AG's White Sox. Connections have made it clear that they're, they're keen to have a look at the Tab Constellations. So they'll look at the Rickliffe Cup, the Sunshine Sprint, the Blacks are fake. So... We'll watch him with particular interest, AG's White Sox. If he does come to Queensland, there's a possibility that he could go under the care of Luke and Belinda McCarthy. But we'll certainly know more after this weekend. As we mentioned yesterday, the All-Stars have confirmed that they're not likely to have any representation during our Tab Constellation. So that's probably a big relief to a lot of others that are headed our way. But it's probably a little disappointing for the fans that like seeing their star performers year in, year out. But... Uh, yeah, it's a really good program, no doubt about it. Uh, the Road Cup is going to be an absolute ripper. That race is also a standstar, two-mile feature. Sunday Sun chasing another Group 1 victory, and he is going to be at a very skinny quote. Very shortly, Steve, we'll chat with a man that's going to be engaged at that meeting on Friday night because there's a possibility that he could be headed our way for the Tab Constellation. So we'll wait and see, but we'll track down that man a little bit later. As we know, it's the Trot Rods finale night tonight at uh, Redcliffe. We've got 10 races. They're all Trot Rod races. So we're all over the journey of 947 metres. We've got five drivers competing across those 10 races. Those drivers being Cam Hart, who's the interstate representative uh, for the first time. Racing Queensland have gone a little bit different. So Cam Hart comes up from Sydney. He's the leading driver in New South Wales as it stands. And then the locals... Talia McMullen, she's the only female driver competing tonight. Adam Sanderson, Angus Garrard, Nathan Dawson. So it's going to be action-packed. There's plenty of coverage as far as Sky Channel is concerned tonight. I think it's a, a block coverage on Sky too, Steve. So mm. there's going to be plenty of information provided. And Tab have come to the party as well. I think there's a triple jackpot of about 10000 So that pool should get to around $50,000 later tonight. Yeah, Chris, it all kicks off just prior to 5 o'clock with that first race, uh, which is Heat 11. What does the horse that runs the fastest time, what do they get? Well, connections of the uh, the time uh, that is the fastest, not only tonight, but throughout the series. So in total, 20 trot rod uh, races have been staged by the end of tonight. We've got 10 tonight. We've already had uh, 10 heats conducted so far. So winning connections with the fastest time, the record as it stands for this year is 64-6. R11 Arts set, uh, set, that, uh, set that time, I should say, last week, eclipsing who stole my pigeon, who went 64-7. The quickest time last year in the record so far for the trot rods belongs to Adam Crocker, the very talented horse, and Pete McMullen. They went 63-8 last year. So this year's times are a fair way behind the record set last year. Winning connections pick up $10,000 cash, and the winning trainer 
walks away with a brand new Otto Tuza VIP horse float, three horse angle load. So some terrific prizes up for grabs. And uh, it's all about the time, Steve. So mm. 64-6, clubhouse leader R11 Art. And he's going around again tonight. Same game? In the final heat. Yeah, he's got gate one. He's already had the other night. He sat behind the leader, didn't he? That's right. Come through on the sprint lane. Mm. Interestingly, Steve, the two quickest horses so far this year, R11 Art, who stole my pigeon, have both been sprint lane winners. Mm. Nathan Dawson's with us, Chris. Well, Nathan's going to be in the thick of the action tonight. There's no doubt about it. And he joins us first up. Nathan, good morning. Good morning, Chris. The trot rods. Tell me, what is your thoughts on this concept? It's fast, it's exciting, and it's it's going to be uh, really entertaining tonight. But what's your take as a driver? Yeah, no, it's pretty exciting. You know, um, you go go out and try and go you know, as hard as you can. So it's different to the normal style of racing. But um, as you said, it's something different and it's exciting. One thing that's been really obvious for me this year with the trot rods, there's been horses contesting the heats and they've bounced out of those races. I think originally there was that school of thought, oh, you know, it's going to be difficult for horses to rebound out of a short course race going back to the traditional uh, distances that we race over. But there's been a lot of horses this year that have competed in heats and then gone straight back to those traditional distance races and competed and won really well. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem to really affect them too much, you know. Like, as you said, plenty of horses have done it. Um, you know, the way we race, we race pretty hard anyway, so it's only just a shorter distance, so it doesn't really affect the horse. I think it just underlines the uh, the durability and, and, and the versatility of the standard bred horse. Yeah, I think that's right, you know. There, there are different type of horses, our standard breds, and, you know, Every year they get seem to get, you know, stronger and tougher. So, you know, it doesn't really affect them at all. Now, tell me with the trotter rods, as we know, each and every week when we have these trotter rod races, they're fields of five. Have we got the formula down, Pat, on how to sort of analyse these races? How do you approach it as a driver? As you said, it's all about going fast and trying to, you know, create that, you know, quickest time for the series. But... Is there an established sort of formula on how to look at these races? Um, well, not really. You know, you kind of just kind of go and you know, try and look at the gate speed, what's there is probably the most important thing. Um, so, but, you know, you try and go hard, but you still you still got to rate your horse, you know. It's, everyone thinks your horse should be able to run, you know, one lap fast because we race over a mile, but they can't do it. So you still still got to rate your horse. Yeah, so you've still got to go out there with that mindset to win a race. But this year, looking back at the heat so far, winners have come from everywhere. We've had leaders, we've had horses sit without cover, and we've had those sprint lane or horses sweeping down the outside. It's been a bit of a mixed bag this year. Yeah, it has. You know, I think a lot of a lot of times everyone tries to go as hard as they can that first quarter, and then the leaders kind of can't get up the straight, and the back ones come into it. So. You still need a bit of tactics in it, and um, as you said, you know, you still to rate your horse. Yeah, that was a classic case with that horse that you're driving in the first tonight, uh, Dinosaurus Rex. It was basically last behind the leaders, wall of leaders on the bend, got up on the inside. Yeah, it was, you know. As I said, you know, the leaders have been trying to go pretty hard that first quarter to get the time, but they've kind of been setting it up for the ones back in the field. Our Eliminate is the clubhouse leader, Nathan, 64-6. Will that time go by the wayside tonight? Uh, it probably depends on the track and the conditions. Um, you know, it's probably a good time, and they're going to have to go pretty good tonight to get close to it, I reckon.
Well, Steve, you're our weather expert. Are we likely oh, to please, get Oh, please, David Fowler, not me. <laughs> <laughs> David's worse than I am. Oh, look, I don't know, Chris. What are they saying? Uh, some rain. It's, it's clouding up again now. I mean, we'd like to remain positive, but it is clouding up a bit now over Brisbane. Okay, so conditions are going to be all important as far as that time is concerned for tonight. On Monday night, Nathan, you were part of the uh, the driver draft where you guys got to pick your own horses, a, a, a concept that, you know, has been done now for the past two series, and it's been really good. Uh, when you left on, on Monday night, were you happy with the uh, the bag of drives that you walked away with? Yeah, I was. I was, you know, I think it's a pretty pretty even bunch of horses this, this year. There's not really any, you know, stands standouts in each field, so it's pretty even bunch. And, um, but I wouldn't change for drives or anything. Okay, so Dinosaurus Rex race one last start winner. Can he go back to back? Yeah, I think he can. You know. The other horses have been up here racing a long time. He's kind of new to up here, but he proved that he, you know, he's too good last start. So hopefully we just got that little edge on them. Okay, Lazy Blaze in race two. He looks like he's probably going to be the outsider in this field, but I don't think that's going to count for much. He's a last start winner himself. Why can't he go back to back? Actually, I think he can. You know, he's got good speed and he's proven that. So the short trip will help him as well. Um, so even though it's the outsider, I still think I've got a chance. Right, Shelby for Grant Dixon race three. You've got to overcome the outside draw here. He's yet to win since coming over from New Zealand. Can tonight be his night? Hopefully. I think he's a progressive type. Um, like his runs have been quite good and he's done a bit of work in his runs as well. So, you know, I wouldn't put it, put it out of him. Yeah, that, that looks really open, that heat, that, uh, that third race. Yeah, it does. I think it's going to come down to, you know, what horse is best on the night and the right type of run. All right. Robert's Delight, race four. He'll run from gate three with the scratching of wet flip-flops. How do you rate his chances? Yeah, I think he's a good chance. He's had a few goes at them and he's probably just lacked a little bit of speed, but hopefully if we get a nice trip somewhere, um, we might be able to go over the top of him. All right. I'm keen to get your thoughts here on me, Furioso, Toro. If ever a horse was suited for a series, this is the perfect combination. Me, Furioso, Toro, and the Trot Rods. He's a last start winner. You've handled this guy previously. Is is he a realistic winning chance here tonight? Yeah, I think so. I think he looks, you know, pretty pretty good graded in that. Um, you know, as you said, he's found good form, and you know, he's been impressive winning as well. So he's got good speed, and you know, this this concept should suit him. You just feed him racetrack from the get-go. Is he the type of horse that could challenge that time of 64-6? Yeah, I think he might get close to it, but, um, you know, whether I can get up the straight quick enough is probably going to be a thing. Um, you know, he's got the speed, but whether he can just um, maintain that for all that. Right. Fair each day in and race six draws the inside gate. She was beaten in one of these races just recently, but the, the draw is a big plus for her. Yeah, it is. Um you know, she's got good gait speed and she's also versatile. So I don't actually think she's out of this race. Um, I, I think um, we've got options there from the one. And, you know, as I said, she's versatile. So she's in good form. And, you know, when the mares find their purple patch, it's kind of hard to get away from them. Yeah, absolutely. Race seven, Bonza guy. He looks like he'll be the outsider here, but he's a brilliant gait speed horse. So is there a, a possibility that you could light him up early? 
if the right horse turns up, you know, it's the right type of racing for him. So the only thing is probably Redcliffe's not his ideal track, but he's won there before. But, you know, as we said, he's got good gate speed and, you know, it's the right type of race for him. Right. I'm a beach babe as a mare that you know well. You've driven her multiple times previously. She'll run from gate two tonight, and uh, she looks like she's got good winning claims here. Yeah, I reckon she does. Um, she's had one go in them and she got parked out in it, which probably isn't her go. But hopefully we can fall, you know, drawn in good. We can roll across to the top and set some good traction. Okay. Can't bluff you in race nine. He's been a runner-up in three of his last four. Many are thinking this is a race in two between your horse, Can't Bluff You, and one big show. How do you see it? Yeah, I think he's a good chance. You know, he set up the winning time there. Um last start or the start before and I just got run down so uh, hopefully he can do it again but uh, not get run down this time Alright, well you do have speed to your inside Rock and Roll Max, so it could be interesting early there? Yeah, it's interesting but you know, as I said um, you don't have to lead so you know, you got options there from the good gate and you can just see what's happening early Alright, Nara 11 Art in the final race Adam Sanderson had first choice here on Monday night at the draft, and he ended up going with Beach Magic. Were you surprised by that? Uh, no, not really. I thought Beach Magic, you know, had a good chance, and, you know, he always drives for the price table as well. So I wasn't overly surprised, but uh, I was happy that he did. Yeah, it's a good pickup drive here, R11 Art. Yeah, it is, you know. So far, it's got the time, so the one to beat, and, you know, hopefully we can go a bit quicker this time. All right. Well, it's going to be a great night of racing. Out of all the drivers, you've done your form. Who do you think's got the best sort of book of drives tonight? Is it you or is it Talia, Cam, Adam or Angus? Uh, as I said, I wouldn't change my drives for any of them, but I think it's you know pretty even, pretty even bunch. Uh, and I'm pretty sure everyone will be happy with the horses they have, so I don't think there's too much in it. All right. Cam Hart, he's had a couple of drives previously at Reckliff, but... He's got some tough gates. Yeah, he does, but, you know, he's a top driver, so, you know, it makes it a bit easier when you know what you're doing. All right. Well, we look forward to it. Action starts at 4.57, the first race tonight. We'll see you trackside. Thanks, Chris. See you then. There's Nathan Dawson joining us. So uh, that's going to be a, a great night. Ben Battle will join us a little bit later and we'll go through his runners tonight, plus a little bit of other news relating to that stable. But, Steve, I want to head across the ditch. I want to talk with one of the uh, the best trainers in the Southern Hemisphere. There's no doubt about that because reflecting on last year's Tab Constellations, this man was the star of the show. We're talking about Ray Green. Last year, Ray Green had copied that, who was so good at all of those feature open-class races. An American dealer was able to dominate in the three-year-old features. He walked away with the Queensland Derby. It was great having Ray Green here last year. Is there a possibility that we'll see Ray Green again this year? Let's ask the man himself. He joins us online. Ray, good morning. How are you, Chris? I'm really well. I know you're busy. You're at the, uh, the weanling sales over there going through that uh, uh, big lot of horses over there. Are you hoping to find another copy of that? Is that the obvious question to ask? <laughs> we, all, we all live in hope, yeah. This is where we bought him in the, in the first place. We bought him and, and hard copy out of here, uh, out of this very sale. So, yeah. You never know what you've run into. And for memory, you didn't have to spend much to buy a copy of that, did you? 
No, he he cost seven and a half thousand, and and um, the other guy cost four thousand. So we got them pretty cheap. Mm. And what yeah. about relations to copy and, that? Uh, yeah, my my wife bought um, a half brother by Highview Tommy for three thousand out of here, and he had two starts for a second and a fourth. But he's um, he's a different sort to uh, copy that. He's a much bigger horse. Take a little bit more time. Um, yeah, so we've um, and we've got another one this year. We bought another one this year by down by the seaside out of that mare. Um, unfortunately, he injured himself, and hopefully we'll we'll be able to get him back at some stage. But uh, Ray, yeah, it's, uh, it's been productive. Yeah, right, I was going to say you, your eye at identifying young uh, or talent in young horses is just unquestioned. The, the list of horses that you've had, um, you know, uh, a rapport with is is ever growing. So. It's a, uh, a great sale, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of happy people there uh, tomorrow when that sale gets underway. The reason I wanted to talk to you this morning, possibility that you could be heading back to Brisbane this year for the carnival? Um, well, we have Simply Sam, who's um, finally um, arrived. Uh, he's always shown plenty, um, but he's finally arrived, and um, he's won his last term, and he's always shown as I say, showing plenty, and um, I'm very hopeful that he he'll be good enough at the time to um, to have a go at that. So um, he's got to do a bit more yet to warrant um, bringing him over. But um, yeah, I'm hopeful. Okay, he's due to race on Friday night. What what yeah. does he need to prove to you to to warrant the trip to Queensland? Um, he'd need to to win on Friday, and uh, he would need to do it again after that um, in an, another grade up I think to sort of um, to, to warrant uh, taking him over there for a, a race like that um, so yeah he's got to do a fair bit more yet before we we sort of um, frank and stamp it sort of thing Okay, so, is that a winnable yeah. race for him on Friday night? You're up against Queen of Diamonds who was beaten in that feature Phillies race last week, take the Mickey who you beat last week, there's a few handy ones there but is that a winnable race? I think so, yeah, I think we can win it, um, those two that you mentioned uh, are, are handy horses and um, uh, they're never easy to beat them sort of horses but I think he's, I think he's got the wood on them to be fair, on um, um, what I've seen so far um, so I'm, I'm pretty hopeful he can uh, get the job done. His past two wins, Ray, they've been they've been so good in, in different ways. Last week he had that inside draw and he was able to just charge down the outside and win. So uh, he, he's making the, the right steps, isn't he? Yes, yes. We haven't actually. He's um, never. We've never actually pushed the the, the button to leave um, leave the gate yet. We haven't sort of. Got it, got round to that yet? But um, uh, I'm sure he will once we uh, decide to to do that. And that's, his, okay, that's so the only question mark over him is his gate speed, perhaps at this stage. All right, yeah, well, that's so, all important. Yeah. Okay. Um, now with uh, Friday night, you, you know, if he wins, you're, you're looking at another grade up for him. So uh, that'll sort of either cement or, or, you know, change plans for Simply Sam. But where does he sort of rank? For sheer ability, you've had all of these good horses, but where does Simply Sam sit for you? Um, he's, he's right up there with um, most of the good ones I've had. 
you know, I think he's um, he's got the potential to be as good as um, as any of the others I've had, American Dealer and Co. I think um, yeah, I think he's every bit as good as them. So um, that's just a thought. <laughs> we, he's got to prove it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so far, yeah, so good. Yeah, he's got that potential. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've got to ask about uh, last year. You had a, a wow of a carnival. Copy that. Uh, the news coming through. He's recently returned to, to Pukekohe. He's at your bar now. So uh, you would have been thrilled to have him back in the stable. Yes, I, I'm, I'm pleased to have him back. He's, he's in his third week of um, jogging now. So, um, yeah, he's on target. Everything's good with him. He's... Um, he's um, He's nice and sound and um, looking in good nick. So we just uh, we just press on with him now, and um, hopefully we'll uh, have a, we'll have another dab at that cup down in Christchurch and and uh, see if we can pull it off again. Okay, well, that was the next question. Is that the big uh, long-term target, the New Zealand Cup? It's the immediate long uh, plan. Yeah, that was would be our major target at this stage, and then after that. Um, um, I imagine we'll we'll have to head to to Australia to to get um, to get into that Grand Circuit sort of racing, and um, yeah. yeah. So and the other one from the carnival. Um, the other one I was going to say from the carnival last year, American Dealer. As we know, he's up in North America and he's doing super things up there. So I'm tipping you're the the least bit surprised that he's doing the job up there. I'm not surprised at all. He's just a, a absolute tradesman professional little fellow him yeah he's uh, nothing he does will surprise me um they all i know they all uh, love him up there those that have got him and um yeah he, he should go on with it he should be a, he should make a lot of money up there okay all right great stuff well we'll be watching with particular interest on friday night with simply sam he shoots for three in a row Hopefully, we'll get to see you guys back in Brisbane for another shot at the Carnival, the Queensland Derby. You can go back-to-back. Back. Who knows? Oh, God, I'd love to, uh, Chris. Yeah. If I can get there, I will. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Stay safe, and we'll, uh, we'll okay. be in touch. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Okay. There's Ray Green, there's Ray Green joining us, Steve. So, uh, who knows? Simply Sam could be headed our way for the, uh, the Derby. So, uh, that feature comes up on the final night of the Tab Constellations. But he looks the goods, this guy. He's a three-year-old cult by American Ideal. The same sire as copy that and my hard copy. And uh, he's, he's doing great things. So he goes around in race 10 at Alexandra Park on Friday night, Simply Sam. Speaking of the Kiwis, I want to talk to Ben Battle this morning because uh, not only has he got uh, representation at the Trot Rods tonight, but he's got a package that's due to arrive today, and I'm tipping he's fairly excited about this. Ben is online with us now. Ben, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Has, uh, has that package arrived for you yet from New Zealand? Uh, yeah, he arrived on uh, Monday, Monday morning, so he's had a, a couple of steady days here to settle in, and um, yeah, really happy with him uh, coming across the ditch. Did he arrive in the order which you were hoping to see him in, or is how to, you know what was the initial thought? Yeah, he, he had a pretty solid trip over, Chris. He left, um, flew out of Auckland Airport about nine thirty Sunday morning. Uh, had to do a stop over in in Sydney, obviously with the flights. You're only going direct to Sydney at the moment. Uh, then he hopped on a truck straight straight from Sydney to Brisbane. But um, he seems to have handled the trip pretty well. He was a little bit tucked up, but uh, he's been pretty 
uh, hard on the tuck of the last couple of days, and he seems to come through it pretty well. We think. Okay, put our listeners out of the uh, out of their misery. What is the name of this horse that has arrived? Uh, his name is uh, Peroni. Okay, P E R O N I. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's a, a lightly raced son of Better's Delight, six year old. I think he's had eight, 18 career starts for um, five wins, five seconds, seven thirds. So he's got a pretty tidy record coming over. Yeah, too right. And he's a stand start specialist. Yeah, he's had a, quite a bit of racing in the stand starts over there in the South Island. So hopefully um, he's got that pretty down pack. Right. Well, he won the Winton Cup three runs ago. Now tell me, now that he's arrived and you've laid eyes on him, ready for a race or is he fought enough for a race like the flashing red or do you bypass that race and just concentrate on the Reckliff Cup? Uh, we've still got a couple of weeks to, to to make or probably a week or so to make that decision, Chris. We um, give him a couple of easy days, obviously, after the pretty hefty travel and he's had, but um, we'll, we'll sort of get get stuck into him over the next week or so and uh, and just sort of make make a decision whether we whether we test the waters with the flashing red or, or just uh, bypass that and, and more aim as Redcliffe Cup as our main goal. Okay. He is he is very quick away from the tapes, though, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, you know, from his replays in New Zealand, he, he seems to love the stand. He seems to step step quite fast. So uh, hopefully he can uh, bring that over to Australia. And, uh, yeah, hopefully he can be some sort of player in a few of these feature races with any luck. The fact that the uh, Reckliff Cup doubled in prize money, going from fifty to a hundred, was that was that significant in, in going ahead and, and purchasing this horse? Uh, in a way, Chris, we were, we were just sort of pretty keen to, to with the owner, um, Sonny Greaves. He, he's been a massive supporter of the stable. Um, he bought a number of, of New Zealand horses over for us in the last sort of few months of, since we sort of teamed up, and uh, he, he was keen to get a, you know, a, a, a I suppose a potential um you know potential grand circuit or, or that type of horse in the stable and, and to get ownership of a horse like that so um it, it just worked out that, that this guy was the one that we set our eyes on and uh we got the got the deal done and got him over okay it's exciting though isn't it yeah definitely chris yeah it's a it's a just an, an unreal opportunity i couldn't thank sunny enough for the chance to um to, to train a horse of, of this caliber or a horse with a record like this guy so um, yeah, we're, we're just super excited to get get started on him and, and see where the see where the ride takes us. Well, your record with the ex Kiwis is pretty good. And speaking of ex Kiwis, you produced one at the trials yesterday, Bonnie Prince Louis. I think that was his second local trial. He's a speedy little horse. Yeah, he's he's probably still a couple of weeks away fitness wise. We've sort of been battling a little bit with the wet weather. A lot of people in Brisbane have been over the last uh, month or six weeks. So. Uh, we've we've probably brought him to the trials a little bit earlier than what we we would have hoped, but um, yeah, he, he was a tidy little trial that he put up yesterday, and hopefully he can get to the races and and do a good job. Typical of the sweet Lou, they've got the speed, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, he sort of showed that in his track work that he, he's got a nice little turn of foot, high speed. But um, it was pretty pleasing to see him run off the gate yesterday and 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 run the trial out strong the way he did. So it was pretty exciting. Okay, we'll keep following him. Another one from the trials for you yesterday was Strong Response. This is a horse that you've done a, a huge job with. And he was good yesterday, in particular, the fact that he was able to come off cover and win. And he went 56. He took down a Group 1 winner in Gerard's uh, Delight in that trial. So that would have been really pleasing. 
Yeah, it sure was. I was just good to see him uh, back on his best behaviour at the trials yesterday. He sort of um, dropped his lollies a bit in the last sort of month or so and, and made a couple of errors at the races and again at the trials um, a week ago. So we had to uh, make a few adjustments with his with his shoeing and a bit, bit of a few gear adjustments and he was a lot sharper yesterday and um, yeah, he's back on his best behaviour. So hopefully he can um, get back to the track and uh, get his preparation back on the rails. All right. Well, that were the, the highlights for you yesterday. Obviously, the uh, the downer yesterday. Franco Marcho, is it back to the drawing board with him? Um, yeah, he was a fraction disappointing yesterday. I, I think um, I just don't know whether he's he's well suited um, cutting cutting the the mile or the uh, cutting it out himself. I think we'll probably um, you know I think he's probably a horse that needs to be driven for his high speed. He seems that he's got you know nice high speed. So. Uh, whether we just try not to um, drive him a little bit differently and um, and drive him for his strengths more so than trying to make the pace ourselves. Okay. Well, let's focus on tonight. Hopefully, you can bounce back tonight. You've got two runners in these trot rod uh, races. Race three, number four, All-Star C. Cam Hart, now, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys have got a rapport. That you've got a, a bit of a, uh, a working relationship when you were based down there in New South Wales. Yeah, I had a, a Cam drive a, a horse for me. Um, is actually the the leader of the trot rods going into um, last week who stole my pigeon. Uh, Cam had a drive on him in a uh, Rising Stars heat when he first kicked off. He was, I think it was his first or second season when he was driving, and uh, he, he drove him that night in a in a Rising Rising Stars heat down in New South Wales. So it'd be pretty exciting to team up with Cam again tonight. Hopefully, we can get the job done. Well, can he do it? All Star C's form of late has been good and. Uh... You know, uh, given the right type of conditions, he can go with most. So, is this a winnable race for him? Yeah, I think it is, Chris. Yeah, he's he's one of them horses. He's he's a bit up and down. Sometimes you, you don't see the best of him, but when he when he puts his mind to it and and puts leaves it all out there on the track, he he's a handy little horse on his day. So, hopefully, he can uh, be on his best behaviour for Cam tonight and get the job done for us. Okay, and your other runner we just spoke with Nathan Dawson, Bonds a guy now. If he brings his best, I know his numerical form probably doesn't read all that good and he's the outsider in the field of five, but he can take this. Yeah, I think so, Chris. He, I've sort of been setting him um, for the trot rods for, for quite a while. He's that sort of horse. He's a hard-running, front-running type. He likes to get up on the steel and, and you know, can, can cut out a pretty big mile himself. So um, back to the, the 9.47 distance range, I, I think that's right up his alley, so... Um, I don't think we'll be. I don't think we'll be leaving any anything in the cupboard tonight. We'll be giving it a red hot crack anyway. Okay. When, when the field was drawn up, did you think that you'd be able to get across with Bonza guy looking at it? Uh, I just have to speak to Nathan and, and see what his thoughts are on it. Um, he does fly the arm, and he, he seems to get out better from out wide than what he does closer to the inside. A couple of times where he's he's drawn barrier one, he probably hasn't got out as quick as what. Um, we've we've expected. So I do remember he, a couple of times where he's drawn wide on the arm. We've lit him up. He, he's really left the arm well. So uh, I suppose we've got to chance our arm tonight and see whether we can clear him early and, and go from there. All right. Now, be honest with me. Final question. Were you disappointed last week when R11 Art went up with 64-6, which eclipsed who stole my pigeon who went 64-7 the week before? Yeah, definitely. Chris, it was... <laughs> uh, I, originally going into the series, I sort of didn't think who stole my pigeon would be um, be anywhere near the pace. But going into, you know, not far off the last round, Heath was pretty pretty cool that he was still uh, still.
still the lamplighter, but yeah, it was pretty. pretty as as I um, yeah, I, I actually I was at the track watching the watching the race, and I ran around the corner to watch on the uh, on the TV the tab coverage to see the yellow line, and I was I couldn't believe it when it, it only I think only the winner's feet were were in front of it, so it was it was tight to the line, but yeah, he just got us. Do, do you think that time will be eclipsed tonight, sixty four six? Um, I, I, I definitely don't think that they'll be leaving anything out there on the track tonight. There's definitely a number of horses tonight that, that um, could give that time a real shake. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be sort of comfortable thinking that that's good enough to win. OK, well, we wish you the best of luck. A uh, Congratulations to picking up that horse from New Zealand, Peroni. Hopefully everything goes well and you can walk away with the Redcliffe Cup, uh, that Gold Cup taking place on Saturday, June 25. Really appreciate it. Thanks very much, Chris. Thanks for your time. There's Ben Battle. He's a, uh, a young gun here in Queensland doing good things. So uh, he's got a great opportunity there with that uh, former Kiwi Peroni that's arrived earlier this week. Darren Clayton's been pouring over all of the form for the Trot Rods tonight, and he joins us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm excellent. I've got to ask the question straight up. 64-6, will they eclipse that time tonight? Uh, I think there's a, a every chance. I think uh, I think that will come down to perhaps Heat 10 or, or Heat 20, Race 10 tonight. But the other one that uh, can certainly do it is in Race 9. I think perhaps some of the others may not get the get the speed there to get there, but I think uh, it'll come down to the wire. And in races 9 or 10, Heats 19 or 20, I think if the, if the track hasn't deteriorated by it too much by then, the weather holds off. It can fall. All right. Well, I did ask Steve before. I'll, I'll pose the question to you. What are you predicting tonight? The, forecast the weather for us. Will we be clear tonight with the, the rain? Uh, it's not looking good, unfortunately. I'm just looking out the uh, out the window at the moment, um, just out towards the coast there. There is quite a bit of uh, cloud cover and, and um water looking to build up out there it's been coming over um all morning this morning we haven't it hasn't rained yet but it just keeps looking grimmer and grimmer okay well i know you like to dance you've got to keep doing these rain dances because we don't want wet weather tonight with the trot rods just on the time 64 6 if pete mcmullen was driving tonight would that uh would that time go by the wayside oh i think uh well, there's no no driver, I think, gets them off the gate better than Pete does. So um, there's a few horses there that uh, would be up in the firing line, that's for sure. And, yeah, it's certainly a bit of a, an interesting discussion point that Pete, uh, Australia's leading driver last year, breaking a new Queensland record that uh, he doesn't... Or, and also the, the fastest driver of the winner last year. So, um, yeah, it's created a little bit of an interest that he's not there. Whether that's positive, negative, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, certainly a, a little bit of a query and possibly something that we can, uh, you know, will be evaluated at the end of this series as each series gets evaluated. But, um, yeah, not sure whether it's the, the right move or not. Okay, well, you can make a good case for him, as you said. He's the reigning national driver of the year, reigning state driver of the year, reigning metro driver of the year, holds both track records at Albion Park, paces and trotters, and he went the fastest time last year with Adam Crocker. So there's just a few stats. But uh, anyway, we'll see how this plays out tonight. Ten races, we've got a treble jackpot tonight. What is your best bet? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a interesting way they and this driver draft how the the picks that they've come up with and, and the way the drivers see them compared to the way 
I saw to see them, but uh, I thought in uh, race number two, what probably going to be one surprise, of the biggest surprise. Biggest surprise? Uh, I thought uh, Addison, Adam Sanderson's choice in the last race was perhaps um, with Beach Magic. Uh, I thought that was a little bit surprising um, with certainly R11 Art drawn in gate one and the current speed holder, two high-speed horses drawn to the inside. I thought that was a little bit of a an interesting one. But, um, yeah, and I guess Cameron Hart is a little bit tricky for him, having not driven up here regularly, but uh, some of the choices that, that he come up with. Um, interestingly, with those, with Cameron Hart selections, um, nearly all have been... Well supported this morning when markets went back up after after the um, overnight trading and this morning most of the markets that uh, Cam's drives have all firmed so he certainly got his supporters out there. Okay, he's got a couple of wide draws though, doesn't he? Yeah, he certainly does. And and like I said, like um, um, just found it interesting that the money's come for some of the runners that he is on. So um, yeah, well, I guess we get to see it. It's part of the part of the action that we get to see but anyway that's that's how it rolls i thought his choice of all-star c um a little bit of a query i don't know whether all-star c is best suited at this format again but you know they're the ones out there doing it and they're the ones who who have to make the decision so it's no point uh dwelling too much on it i guess but uh yeah certainly throws another level of interest into the mix that's for sure okay so back to that question your best bet tonight where do we find it I thought one of the uh, probably one of the shorter uh, favourites of the night, and it's in race two, number one, Teacher's Pet. Got a, um, has she won on this night last year? Nathan Dawson had the drive on that occasion. Talia McMullen pretty keen to jump straight on board with the first pick in that race. Um, I thought it all shaped pretty well for Teacher's Pet to win that race in great form at the minute, and. Uh, yeah, she jumped in there. Nathan Dawson's got a great record with this mare, but uh, I think tonight, Talia can chalk up a win. Yeah, well, she had first choice for this race, and she jumped at the opportunity to sit behind Teacher's Pet. So $1.70 currently with Tab, that's fair? Yeah, I think that's that's pretty fair. I think, uh, like I said, I think it's one of the um, better favourites of the night that, that really look uh, hard to beat. I think some of the horses that are favourites have come up. Maybe they'll sort of drift later in the day as we get closer to race time for sure. But uh, it's interesting these races is the tactics, whether after a couple of races, whether drivers readjust their tactics or, or how that all works out. But, yeah, Teacher's Pet certainly looks tough to beat in race two. Okay, so race two, number one. What else stood out for you on the card? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, if we wait a little bit later in the in the night and in race number seven, Sir Bulski, one of Cam Hart's drives, he's got a great record at the at this format. He's three from three, Sir Bulski. Um, I can see him getting across high on Montana in the early stages, and if Suzuki wants to lead, well then he drops straight in behind. He was a passing lane winner of his heat, which was heat five. Uh, earlier of this series so he can drop in there and get a nice trip or he can just um, sort of roll forward and um, maybe even take a shot for the front if then Bonza guy's working across so I think he gets the right type of trip here to uh, to be right in the mix like I said he's three from three at the trot rods format the 947 and he's also got a really good record at Redcliffe he's six from 12 so 
Uh, I, I thought he might be a good chance there in race number seven. That's Sir Bulski. Okay, 390 with Tab right now. As far as the quaddy is concerned tonight, uh, can you throw some numbers at us? So the first leg, uh, happy to go one out here with my, or me, Furioso Toro. Um, my Raging Bull out in gate five. He'll move into four with the emergency out. Uh, I thought this format looks ideal for him, straight to the front and uh, just be too strong. Um, so we'll go one out with him. The second leg, race number six, thought this was a chance for number one, Fair Ish Day In, uh, another of the Nathan Dawson drives, uh, driving for his brother Mitch. Should be able to get the options there, either hold them out or take a trail. And I'm going to throw in number five, Shady's Delight. He's two from two at this format. He won two starts ago um, here at Redcliffe. It was heat nine, that one. Um, and he's been going really well of late. I think he's a good chance there. And the other one I'm going to throw in is number three, Cash Queen. I think she's she's having her first look at the, at the sprint trip. But she's the type can just keep grinding it out. And uh, if they're getting a little bit weak at the closing stages, she can still be coming. So numbers one, three, and five, that second leg, race six. Numbers race seven, third leg, uh, we'll go Sir Bolski there. Uh, also throw in number one, Suzuki, just uh, from the draw. Really good record at Redcliffe as well. So numbers one and three there. Bringing home in the last race, I thought this was probably the most open uh, race one of the most open races of the night and I see Just Desi has come up really short. Uh, I don't think I'll be diving into that. I've actually got number six, he said, she said on top. Um, first go at the at the format. I think he's going probably well enough against some of these that, that he can arrive. So we'll go number six on top. Number three, I'm a beach babe. Um, certainly from the draw will be thereabouts. And number four, La Saffron, you've got to include him. He's never far away at uh, at Redcliffe, he's placed in all three attempts at the 947 and he's um, been in the money nine of his past 10 starts at Redcliffe, so you can't leave him out. So uh, that last leg, numbers three, four and six. Okay, so working around just Desi there. So five only in that opening leg, one, three, five, one and three, three, four, six in that last leg, $18 for 100%. Yeah, just the smaller field, so we'll keep it nice and trim there. And um, just going back to your earlier question about Pete McMullen, I think if Pete was driving high voltage in uh, the last race, <laughs> I think there's every chance that that time would be eclipsed. High voltage is a horse that looks tailor-made to this format. He likes to get out and run, and he normally gets a little bit tired in the closing stages. So um, he wasn't too far away. A couple of runs back by, behind some moment somewhere, who has now won six in a row, that horse is flying. But high voltage led them up to just the point of the home turn over the one lap. Uh, if Cam Hart just gets out and goes here, that could be the race where the time the time is lowered. Mm, what's been the fastest quarter of the series, Darren? Is there one particular quarter where they really burned? Uh, I think it was it would I'm be Loki, on, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm Loki's yeah. first quarter in uh, earlier in the series um, was 26 and change. So um, it's been the fastest first quarter. Um You've got me on the hop there on the fastest closing quarter, but it does tend to be the first quarter is okay. the quickest. Yeah. And it's interesting, with Iron Loki, he went 26-5, 29-5 when he won his heat earlier, uh, but that doesn't sort of you know matter now because both R11 Arden and Who Stole My Pigeon have gone quicker. But looking back to uh, 
Adam Crocker last year, who's got the record at 63-8. I think he went a, a 26 uh, and change opening split as well. So if you're going to go the fast time, you've got to go sub-27 by the look of it. Uh, and, and the other one that I wanted to ask, Darren, uh, high voltage, what about his stable, mate? I spoke with Nathan Dawson earlier. Uh, me or my Furioso Tora, is he a chance of getting close to 64-6? Oh, he's certainly the one, the other one that um, uh, can can get there. He was really good last start at Albion Park, just blew them away, and that was over the closing stages. But he's a really good gate-speed horse, and um, he's certainly the one that can do it. There's not a great deal of speed drawn to his inside. So, as we know... Um, can be harder to, to cross them when you're sort of side by side, but drawn a little bit wider, he can sort of get that slingshot across, especially into that first turn. That's where I'm Loki was able to set the time earlier in the series. He he powered out from, from a wide gate. So um, my Furioso Toro certainly gets uh, gets the opportunity there. And uh, I guess we're going to look a little bit wider in terms of not really about the racing, bit of symmetry. The French Open's on. My Furioso Toro translates to My Raging Bull, Rafa Nadal. It'll be his night on the on the clay. I know you and Steve love a stat. I've, I've done the stats on the drivers. So here we go. So far, uh, Nathan Dawson, we've had 10 heats of the, the trot rods so far. He's driven in three heats, one win. Talia McMullen, three heats, no wins. Cam Hart and Adam Sanderson, no previous heat experience this year. And Angus Garrard, if you're looking to, to follow a driver all night long, six drives of the, in the 10 heats so far, three wins. Well, there you go. So there's a, a bit of correlation there as to, to, uh, to how they perform. And if you want to look a little bit further, Chris, the driver draft that we had there on Monday, looking back to last year's series, of the 10 first picks that the drivers had, only two were successful. So um, do we need to look beyond the first pick that they've all had in this year's series? You're overloading, Steve, with all this information now, aren't you? I am, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Dexter off Perfect Match. You, you, wouldn't, remember, you wouldn't remember that, that particular um, robot. It does ring a bell. It does ring a bell. Uh, anyway. But uh, the other thing that we do have um, all the information, there'll be a, a specialised format form guide for tonight. Uh, it's all completed. I'm looking at it now. It's just uh, yet to yet to go live. But um, yeah, just where will we find it? It will be on the Racing Queensland website, and I will also um, I'll send out the link via my Twitter account as well and break it down race by race. Um, yeah, just a it's a it's a snapshot per race. It's got a few graphics on there um, that mentions this their performance, their track performance, their win percentage when leading, their fastest or their average speeds the last eight hundred uh, gate speeds. It's it's all there, and we'll, we'll send that out race by race. But it will be on the Racing Queensland website once it goes live. It's all completed. Uh, it should have been live by now, but yeah, I just haven't been given the. Uh, you're all clear that it's up and running at the moment. Okay. Well, we know where to find it, so that's easy on the Racing Queensland website. So that's tonight. Just quickly, I know we'll talk more about this on Friday, but uh, you've obviously had a quick perusal of Saturday night fields. How good are they at Albion Park? Oh, absolute crackers there and uh, some really good horses coming up. And uh, I think this... Um, 
the move to to have some standing start races um, prior to the the big ones of the Flashing Red and, and then the Redcliffe Gold Cup has really worked this year. That uh, discretionary handicap is going to be a great race um, and certainly gives us. Uh, everyone the opportunity to see some horses from the stand before going around in those bigger ones and um, the return of Jillaby Kung Fu that's a story in itself there with uh, now prepared by the McCarthy's and he comes up um, first up for a long spell and some stud duty so we've got that and the three-year-old race and the two-year-old race so it's it's all going to be a, a great night there 11 races yep Really appreciate the time this morning. We'll chat again on Friday. Thanks. There's Darren Clayton joining us. And Steve, just quickly, Gerard's Delight, the Group 1 Golden Girl winner last year, trialled yesterday, ran second, trialled really well. Rock and Roll Do was able to trial. He's getting set for the Rising Sun. Supreme Dominator and Just a Little Sip. There's a possibility they could be heading north from Victoria for some of our features during the Tab Constellations. Both trialled really well on Monday night at Geelong. And Monaco Grows, who won the feature... Phillies race last week in Auckland. Mark Jones has confirmed that she'll go to the paddock, so there's no Brisbane possibility for her. So there's just a couple of quick news items, but we'll have plenty more tomorrow.